Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the All Ball Podcast as we return from our long hiatus. It's your host, Ruth Vikalala, and I'm here with... It's Samir Al-Habadi in the house. We are, it's so good to be back. It is so good to be back. What have you been, what have you been up to, Samir? Well, I could ask the same question to you, Ruth. Like, where have you been, man? Uh, I've been all over the you know, place. I've just been on away rotations. Go ahead. <laughs> I've been all over the place. I've been uh, doing a little road trip. But, uh, I mean, our audience has, has to kind of forgive us and be patient as we're navigating some technical difficulties while we're 10 hours, 12 hours away from each other right now. Yeah, I mean, we've been, we haven't seen each other in like two months, man. Where are you at it's right wild. now? I'm over here in Irvine, California, man, back home. Irvine, so California. Nice. So gorgeous. There you go. You finally got to escape the Texas heat for a bit. I know. You're over in Arizona, man. Who would have thought? Yes, sir. Right by the mountains. It's it's cooling down a little bit for the fall. Things are good. Yeah, that's good, man. You know, like speaking about all this distance and between us and you know, just like the love for the podcast, the love for each other. It's been rough, man. Long distance is tough. Um it I kinda is. wanted to like take that into my sloppy segment today. You know, okay. long distance comes a lot of difficulty, right? I want, I want, I want to ask you, like, what is like the, you know, in NBA history, what is like a trade that, you know, just broke apart two best buddies that was probably one of the most heartbreaking trades you've ever seen in NBA history? Ooh, okay. So immediately one comes to mind. It's a great way to start out season two. So I love, love the sloppy segment. But one thing that immediately yeah. comes to mind is Toby and Bobby. They had a yeah. little YouTube show together. They were in like every commercial together for a while, every NBA interview, every podcast. It was always about Toby and Bobby. So I, I mean, I think even though they're not big name players, I mean, they're kind of here and there, but that's got to be my answer. And I mean, Boban is just okay. such a funny dude. Yeah, dude. I mean, Boban's probably like the greatest personality in NBA history up there. He's up there. Maybe not the greatest, but man, that's yeah, I agree. Like that, that looked like true love. That was. And but every time they, me, you go ahead. No, you got it. Every time they like meet up now, even though they're on different teams, they've been on several teams since they always make sure to hang out and um, do something funny pregame. So I love seeing that. Yeah, honestly, they, they kind of make me so happy. Like, you know, there's like a little things in life that just spark joy, you know, like, like this podcast right now, even though like references technical difficulties, like you're buffering, you know, half the time, like it just sparks a little bit of joy to kind of get back just and do it. Right. A little joy to make the world go around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, let me ask you another quick question then, all right? With okay. relationships, Wait, what is like that, one toxic? Okay. Before you do that, do you have any? Any oh, answer I mean, to yeah, that first question? One that, yeah, Shaq and Kobe, man. Okay, but, but there was some I don't think that's like there. a I, heartbreak. Okay. Okay. Fine. You're, you you want you're talking about like a good relationship that just like timing doesn't yeah. work out, like something like that. Um, I got another I one. Think about that. Like, a, you got another one. Go ahead. Demar and Ky and Kyle Lowry. 
Oh, that's that's actually a really good one. Best that, of friends I, I, had aspirations to turn around the city, and then turned into one of them actually making it happen, and the other one watching as like what he built from from afar, kind of achieved some. I know. It's yeah, it's like that Wolverine meme. You know that Wolverine meme. Yeah, where like he's Wolverine's laying in bed and he's like holding the photo, like super sad. Exactly. It's like Demar Derozan holding the photo, Kyle Lowry holding the comp. Like you know that? Do you know that meme? I know you're not a big like Marvel superhero know, guy. But no, this, this I know. Is a famous I know that. Meme. I know that meme. That's a famous meme. Okay. I know that meme. All right, because this is a very famous meme. <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. Okay. Yeah. Anyways, that you know what that that's good enough for me in relationships and sloppy saying we have so much to catch up on. So I think we can just go ahead and get started. Okay, that sounds good. So, all right, man, we haven't talked in for ages about basketball. Been a, kind of a weird off season. Like we thought it was going to be one of the craziest off seasons ever with the like early opening of the KD Kyrie news. Um, and I know you and Kyle touched a little bit about it on an episode that you know I thoroughly enjoyed back in like July, actually. Oh my gosh! But let's start there real quick. What is going to come up of the Nets this year? The Nets, man. I, I just don't know what to make of what's going on there. We kind of went through this roller coaster all for nothing. Everything's just kind of how it ended. Um, and so I guess they're just going to run it back and we'll see if it implodes yet again or if something substantial happens. I personally, I think if you can get Ben Simmons back and integrated into that team and maybe control some of Kyrie's eccentricities uh maybe you have something that you can actually build upon but you you dropped some breaking news on me right before we we hopped on this podcast yeah man I was just perusing Twitter you know like a typical Monday night after Monday night football's over I was on Twitter and first thing that comes up is Ben Simmons fade away and I'm like oh man I forgot there's like preseason basketball He's back, and oh gosh, man, that was probably one of the worst fadeaways I've seen in a long time. I don't know, man. I don't know if Ben Simmons got it. I think he's a wash king. But, okay, so, yes, the fadeaways might not be there, but what about the defense and the passing and just... I don't just the mismatch that he presents, like both defensively and off. Like when he's slashing and in a good rhythm, there's really not much you can do about him, right? No, I agree, but I think the issue with that team is KD and Kyrie need the ball in their hands. They don't really like getting the ball like off ball, so I think that's the issue there. Like Ben Simmons, I think, yeah, I'm sure we talked about when we back in the day. I was like, oh, it's a great addition, but I on second thought, as I had you know a chance to. Step away from the pod for six months and collect <laughs> my thoughts. Um, I, uh, I I think that it's going to be an absolute failure. Uh, I think Katie and it's not it's not like Katie and Kyrie's fault. That's just who they are as players. Samir, where do you think they finish this year? <sighs> That's a good question, Ruthwick, because the Eastern Conference is stacked now. The um, beast of the one? East. Which will we can go into that topic very next because we can talk about two things majorly that happen in the East. Really, um, I say fourth, four or five seed if healthy. 
I say Eastern Conference semifinals. They lose in okay. six. Two, okay. the Donovan Mitchell-led Cavaliers. What about Donovan okay. Mitchell and the Cavaliers, Ruthick? Hell yeah. I I think it's a great addition, man. I really like what the Cavaliers are building. Um, I don't know if we touched on it in a pod. It might have come after our attempts at salvaging the pod during your hiatus and my rotations. But that aside, I really like what they're building. I love the addition of Spida with what they already have in terms of Mobley and Garland. I think Mobley and Garland are great players that could probably win a championship eventually. They just seem to have, as far as intangibles go, they seem to be with it, not cause problems. And skill set wise, they're both so versatile um, with what what they do. So I'm really excited to see what he can add to that team. And 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 my boy Jared Allen, Long Longhorn legend, he adds a, a great defensive presence there to complement the whole. He's uh, icing on the cake. So I, I really like, I'm really excited to see what they are gonna do this year. Leave it to Ruthvik to somehow bring the Longhorns in. Still, oh my god, you got to. Um, but you're you're right. I. I, you know, but what's my only question? I I think they're going to be great if healthy. I think this team could go to the Eastern Conference Finals. I think they have that much potential. Can but they go to the finals? Only, no, because Giannis is alive and living. King Giannis. Okay. And, I mean, dude, Giannis and Chris Middleton. If they're healthy. That team's winning the championship this year. Okay. That, okay. That, I, I mean, I don't disagree with that. I think that's a yeah, pretty it, that, reasonable take. You know, I like. I think they can take the Bucks a certain amount of games. Um, the issue is like I just think they're too young. They don't have any actual experience on that team, right? Like, yeah, yeah. D. Mitch has been in the playoffs a lot, East, like Western Conference semifinals and stuff. But I just I think they need. It depends. It depends. Like it. At the end of the day, in today's NBA, if you're hitting from the three point line, you can win any series, any game. That's true. This team has that potential. But I just don't know if it was worth that many first-round picks to get Donovan Mitchell. It's fair. So, but I think you brought up a great point in the sense that they are missing something um, and some of that veteran presence. I think what they're missing is what Kenny Smith always used to say on Inside the NBA. You, every championship team needs to have a crazy guy, a guy that just does all the dirty work, inspires confidence in people, breathes it, talks crazy all the time so like for the warriors you got draymond green um for i guess the bucks won with pj tucker was kind of that crazy guy who just played out of his out of what his skill set would indicate his game would be like um with that with that even big guy bobby portis exactly yeah, yeah exactly so so you need someone like that so like with patrick beverly yes he hasn't done that yet but we've seen kind of what he can bring to a team uh and i guess we'll touch on him in a in a second but just did, his did, energy and his did you just uh, bring up patrick beverly oh yeah oh yeah and, and we've seen it right with that clippers team that that took two games off the warriors a couple of years ago they had no business taking two games off the Warriors, but he inspires confidence in people. That Timberwolves team that looked like they won a championship after that play-in, like that, I I really appreciate what he brings to the team, what he and other people like him uh, bring to a team. So you can get if you get uh, their version of, of Ron Artest, then 
that could t- elevate that Cavs team to the next level, I think. And I think that's also something that the Nets miss out on right now. They don't. Yeah, I think they lack leadership. Them. They lack leadership, but they also lack like maybe a maybe a crazy guy who could become a leader. Um, I agree. So like they, they're missing. Thomas they're missing. Be that guy. Yeah, they're missing both of those. Yeah. And I think that's why they're just kind of floundering. And the coach, like Steve Nash, is doing his best, but what is he gonna do? Maybe Steve Nash needs to suit up and pass the ball around. <laughs> Honestly, maybe. Something. But and so, was, what was um, the other Easter Conference team you wanted to touch on, Samir? I wanted to touch on our reigning Eastern Conference champions. Why did anything happen with them? What is going on there? I don't know, man. I just reports of so many. It just that like whole report took a full. A full 180 so quickly. If you guys don't know, this is actually a very, you know, very serious conversation too. But, you know, Coach Aime Udoka, who actually, before all this, I held in some pretty high light. I mean, this, I liked him a lot with the Spurs. I thought he was a good guy, good coach. But, you know, the report came out that he was in some consensual relationship. I don't know why they would report it like that. And, like, then he got fired, basically. But then Matt Barnes is coming out on Twitter, like, supporting him. Then, minute later like saying oh i found out more information i can't support this i can't tell you what this is it's awful and then you know then it just went wild i don't i don't know if you found out any more information about this but and and the end all be all i am glad the celtics the way they handled it i think was very well um got him out of there and i think that's important but go ahead from what i've seen and digging through like nba twitter and seeing some of the snippets from instagram it sounds like not only was it an inter-office relationship, but it was a relationship with a higher up in the Celtics organization. So it, it was like the wife of an executive is what some of the gossip reports have been coming out of. And that's why Matt Barnes did a 180 on that, where first he was like, it was a consensual relationship, which probably should, still in this day and age should not be a thing. Um, it, it just You're just inviting trouble. But then on top of that, it was the wife of an executive, allegedly. And so that's what really... And, and and some of the reports I saw... And again, this is all just kind of hearsay. We don't know for sure yet. But some of the reports I said, saw that it was like multiple people. So really don't know what's going on. And one thing I saw was that doing? someone was like... One of the people was working for the Celtics and arranging travel... Um, and that was one of the people he was having an affair with, but then his fiance or wife or girlfriend, Nia Long, the famous actress, she, she, her travel was arranged by that same person. So just, this is just messy all around and we can sit here all day talking about the gossip side of it, but I kind of want to pivot back and, and just look at what, what is going on now? Like what, where do you go from here? If you're Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, you're coming off a championship. You've probably spent the last two months like, nah, man, we're going to come back stronger next year. We're going to finish what we, um, what we could have done. And and we were so close. We kind of just had lapses in judgment. We're a little too green, um, kind of play on their, uh, on, on their colors, but also just their mentality. They're young. They weren't ready for that moment yet. And, they wake up one day it's like a tuesday morning or whatever and they and they see their their phone blowing up with this news like where where do you go from here you really believed in that guy and that guy took you uh, led you to this spot you think they're done 
in Celtic. Like that core, that core is mm-hmm. done. Yeah. Is there absolutely? Is there? It, it, is there any? I, I think there's too much going on. I think we saw like last year. We talked about we saw Tatum kind of crumble in the finals, which was kind of hard side to see. But we and we we both did agree that he probably will come back this year strong. I think they'll be a good team. All of that, but I I just think. Danny Ainge is out of that team. There's like that, you know, blue blooded, great leader is out. He's been gone. Brad Stevens in the office. Sure. Great basketball mind and everything, but I don't think he can grab the uh, graphs this very well. And I, I just think I just, uh, I don't know. I just, it's too much. I think Jalen Brown's going to be the kicker that goes. I, I think Jalen will be the first to get frustrated and that's where that may, in my opinion, may be the biggest off or midseason trade is if this team implodes early and often, Jalen Brown will not be a Celtic. And Jalen Brown will probably go to a team and make them a championship contender. And I, I a team like the Nuggets, who have young talent that can maybe make a little run. Um, I think would be my the first one that comes to mind. Um, I mean, your your Miami Heat obviously have a ton of pieces. You just re-signed Tyler Hero, but there's that's another team that comes to mind right off the bat. I mean, and who knows, man? We already know the Golden State Warriors somehow are just finding ways to like keep players for five million dollars a year. They have like salary <laughs> cap off right now, so I mean, like they may do something. Like they're playing on like freaking NBA rookie mode right now with the salary cap so but i i i think they're done basically long story short they're done man that's and i think that just goes back to how fragile things are in the nba you can seemingly have everything going for you as a fan base one moment and then in a snap of a finger it all kind of dissipates um so we'll see Mm -hmm. they could prove us wrong and and really band together and use this like adversity as some fuel to get to where they want to go but i don't know we'll see what joe Joe Muzala, I believe is the yeah, interim coach. Is. I don't know. I have no idea who he is. I'm sure he's great. Um, and I guess we'll see what, what happens. He had with a them. scandal too. Really? Yeah, prior to all this, I think he had some uh, domestic violence or assault scandal too. I, I was reading a little bit about it, but I think like oh, man. it was a long time ago. I don't know. Okay, so there's some sort uh, of legal background to this guy too. All right, we'll see what happens mm-hmm. with the Celtics. Granted, Austin, I'm a Laker fan. They're done. Yeah, you there you go. They're done. But yeah, I mean, and let's talk about since we're talking about more legal stuff, let's just wrap this up. I don't we can talk about Robert Sarver now. Okay, we'll go are Westwood. They done? Are the are the Suns done with all that drama? Have they have the Suns already been done after losing to the Mavs last year? Or is I, this just the icing on the cake? I think I think they take a step back. And I say that because the last two seasons, they've been far and away the best team in the regular season. Keyword, regular season. Um, two, two seasons ago in the playoffs, they were great until running up against that Bucks team and Giannis being Giannis. Um, and, I, and I just want to, I feel like at this point, you can only carry that along. You can only drag that along for so long before you just get tired of doing the same thing over and over again and reaching the same result. It frankly, honestly kind of reminds me of the early suns, early 2000 suns teams with Steve Nash, where they tried for two, three years, same thing. They were great in the regular season, 
for whatever reason, the playoffs didn't work out. And then they tried to get really creative. They tried to get Shaq in there. Uh, they trade. They traded away some of the key parts. There was some bickering going on, and and it just kind of imploded. And they went into purgatory for twelve years before, luckily, landing Devin Booker with the thirteenth pick and then turning things around slowly. So I could definitely see this team headed that way, especially with Chris Paul being a year older. At some point, the age is going to give in. It may not be this year, but at some point, it will. And then you also, and it is to an extent, there's been injuries every year for the past couple of years. And then you also had the, had the added element of Monty Williams, who's a great coach, not sounding like he's getting along with DeAndre Ayton, who's a pretty critical piece and someone you just gave a lot of money to. So I saw that. What does that, what does that mean? I don't know. Can I don't personally, I don't think that is a recipe for success in any any profession forget basketball any profession you can't have the boss and one of the integral pieces of the team just not talking that's just not going to work out it might work out sparingly for a while but eventually that's going to crumble but again mm-hmm. i think not getting too much into the robert sarver news glad he's we know we, that's been talked about nauseum he should be gone he should have been gone a long time ago has been saying crazy things for a while now and slowly one by one the problematic owners are going away but i think as far as how the suns are doing i know i'm kind of a little down on them and so are you but I, I you're think in arizona the, bro you gotta you gotta watch what you're saying right i now. know you're in arizona but, but i think it begs the question of the what however the west is very wide open so we, we can touch on some of the new transactions that happened there, but overwhelmingly there doesn't seem to be a clear cut favorite this year. In terms of odds makers, yeah. Odds makers have everyone kind of jumbled up. If you look at projections, I think I I forget who they have winning the West, but whoever it is, it's by it's at like forty eight wins or forty nine wins, which is ridiculous. Right? Like this is the West we're talking yeah, about where for for the for years the eighth seed would have like fifty something wins. So I'm here. I'm curious to hear your thoughts. We can start with some of the new additions in out west, um, some pricey pickups, so to speak, just, and see what you think about those. Yeah, I mean Patrick Beverly is the greatest addition in NBA history. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly who I was talking about. Um. Well, you know, dude, I actually think there is still a clear favorite. I would actually uh, counter that. I mean, okay. <laughs> I don't think they'll be the regular season best team, but I, I just, I can't, I hate it, but I can't not say the Warriors are like clearly the best team. I mean, Jonathan Kaminga is going to take a step up. James Wiseman's coming back, like healthy for a whole year. You know, um, Steph is Steph. Clay has now a whole year to come back. Like Andrew Wiggins is he just became like Iron Man for them. Like I, I I just can't, I think that's still the best team when it comes to playoff time, they are going to be the favorite. And if they're healthy, they will win the Western conference championship. Then, so you're sleeping on interesting is like, yeah, I think there, there are some teams below that. Like I would say it goes the warriors in the tier. They're like in the kind of, they're still in the kind of in their own tier, but right below them. I think you, I mean, then you have the jumble of the team. Like you're saying, like the Clippers, does Kawhi Leonard is Kawhi Leonard Kawhi Leonard? Let's see. We haven't seen him. We forgot about him. Forgot. I honestly even forgot about Paul George. Do you remember Paul George? Oh yeah. I, oh yeah. I feel like I feel like that's gonna be the best team on paper 
going into the year. We'll see what the injury you headaches. Think John Wall has a revitalization of his career. I think John Wall is going to have a, a pretty good year. I'm not going to go and say great year, but I you think, think John Wall. Very, so you're going to be doing the John Wall dance. Like, oh yeah, like it's like it's 08 again. Yeah, like it's 08 by Troop 41. Exactly. Um, yeah, I mean, there's them, uh, the Mavericks. Uh, I mean, the Christian Wood is the big pickup, right? In the West, I think that was probably one of the bigger pickups. But what about that loss of Jalen Brunson? Yeah, I don't think it's that big of a loss. Really interesting. Okay, I, I, I truly don't. I I mean, I think Spencer Dinwiddie is going to fulfill that role very well. That's fair. I, I I think just he you know he Dinwiddie I think he was coming off an injury or something. Right, he came late, right? Uh, yeah, he's I he's think, still rehabbing I mean, off I, I ACL. I want to say. Yeah. I, I don't think it's that big of a loss. I think they're there, of course. They I think they're the team. I mean Luca's Luca. And then the Nuggets. We'll see. This is where that's the interesting, the most interesting team in the West, in my opinion. Michael Porter Jr. and Jamal Murray, can they stay healthy? And can we finally see what we all want to see out of Michael Porter Jr.? I think this is a make or break year for his career. I I, I if he, is he going to be a star or not? Like that type of that type, or is he going to end up being a what could have been Sean Livingston type of player? Like maybe have won a good couple of years towards the end of his career, uh, win a championship or at the best, right? I I am very interested to see that team. And then then you have the rest of the pack. I mean, the Jazz are done. The Pelicans. I mean Zion, like he stopped eating Big Macs or something. He's on like a Salada diet. Like that's pretty cool, right? <laughs> like, it's hard to stop eating Big Macs, man. I I know you. He's like on your type of diet. For all of you who don't know, like we have no snacks in the house because Ruthvik just doesn't eat anything but protein and chicken and rice. Hey, I mean, so, I don't I don't like, forbade you from eating getting any snacks. Yeah, but then you, you just like you feel bad about yourself when like your your roommates like don't have snacks in the house and you bring in like Oreos or something and then you eat Oreos. Like they're definitely judging you. They just don't say it, you know, to all the viewers out there who have hey, been no ju No judgment here, Zion. You do you, Zion. Yeah. <laughs> they're going to be good. The T-Wolves. Oh, the T-Wolves was the big pickup. That's what you're talking about. I'm sorry. The Rudy Gobert. I'm yeah. sorry. I got off topic. Um, Yes, that team... Dude, I don't think Rudy Gobert is worth four first-round picks. But, I mean, I think clearly they're like, wow, let's see. We have Cat. We've had Cat for so long. We have Anthony Edwards now. This is our last little push with this young core. Let's see what we can do. Let's bring in a veteran who will do the dirty work, right? Um, that team ride, rides and dies with Anthony Edwards. What do you 100%. think percent. I mean, you already know how pro Anthony Edwards I am and where pro Anthony Edwards show as, as far as like what he could become um, as a player in this league. I, I don't think there's any cap on his capabilities. And like you said, it's going to rot. It's going to be completely hinging on how he develops as a player. This is a big year for him to take a step. If he makes, if he takes that step and, enter sort of the MVP conversation, maybe not win it, but be in that conversation, has sort of the year that Jaw had last year, then I, I think you could see this Wolves team surprising a lot of people, at least in the regular season. I don't know what that means in terms of playoffs, but the talent that they have is undeniable. Even uh, Vanderbilt, 
that that forward they have he's a he's an absolute stud the guy who put it yeah UW, he's an absolute stud. so they just they're loaded with talent it's just can you meld that mesh that all together and actually deliver and we'll have to see i think losing patrick beverly i know we like to joke about it but i think that's that's not great for them because he just again breathes confidence into people and one team that you didn't really talk about is your Lakers. Um, I don't know if you're afraid to kind of share your thoughts on them. Uh, don't want to put your foot in the mouth too early yeah, this season. I mean, but I think getting that getting that Patrick Beverly no, pick up that that that'll be good. No, I, I think it will. I, I think it will. It, it the issue with the Lakers is they don't they can't play defense right. Like they're too old, and I think Pat Bevel inspired like these old guys to really get down and dirty. I think I don't I don't I don't mind that pickup. I, Tht was done. He's he was he was rotting away on that team. Let him go, try to get his flowers somewhere, you know. But I think he'll have a good year. The, the same thing with us, man. Our hard season ride and dies on Anthony Anthony Davis's ankles. Yeah, like like if I could like give him my knees and my ankles, I would I would just give him everything. If, if, like yeah. it just rides and dies on him, man. Like LeBron, like LeBron, just made out of like. Wakanda vibranium like vibranium just whatever you want any superhero thing just give it to LeBron that's what he's made out of um Westbrook will be Westbrook I think Westbrook will play well in his role but it, it just it I mean K Perk is saying AD for MVP I mean dude I wouldn't doubt he, it he could be at any given point it's just can he play the games required to be in contention for MVP we, when we watch him, he's just so talented of a player. I think he took a step back last year in terms of skill wise. Like he just wasn't hitting his jumpers as he was used to or his free throws. But I think going through the adversity of last year will help him refocus over the last offseason and hopefully find a trainer or diet or something that'll help him stay healthy. Just I think whatever you do in the offseason is equally, if not more important, to your in season success. Than anything you can tinker with in the season. It's too late if you're trying to address it during the season. And I feel like in the mm-hmm. past couple of years, that's what's been the problem. Is oh now I sprained this. Now let me try to rehab it. That's not you're not going to get anywhere doing that. And so hopefully he was able to take an off season to really address where he was going wrong in previous years and really because for I mean we know, we always joke about LeBron being made out of vibranium, but he puts in so much work in the off season to diminish the chances of injury as much as possible if more players did that and it's not easy to do that obviously to have his sort of work at the 24 7 but i hope that kind of rubs off on people and i think pat bev will have a huge impact in that too is it's because like when you have a friend that's like dude you can't just slack off or you can't just take this night off you gotta like push through you're gonna feel more obliged to but if everyone's walking on eggshells around each other not wanting to hurt each other's feelings I think you have what the Lakers had last year where people are, are just very cautious with what's going on. But when you have Pat Bev and he just, he's going to say whatever comes to his head and you're like, Oh, that's just Pat Bev. You don't take it too hard, but it sits with you. And I think it can motivate you in a unique way. And I guess the, the biggest Joker mystery card is Darvin Ham. We'll see what he's made of, what he can do. But if he has an, an Ime Yudoka sort of year in a positive light, not not the latter stuff that we saw. Who knows? Maybe he's the missing missing or the Tai Lu, a Tai Lu year, I should say. Dude, I, I I stop it. I don't want to hear a headline of Darwin Ham and Genie Bus like are having an affair or something. <laughs> man, that's just that's what you just hinted at. 
<laughs> oh no no i i was just talking about the game script and the tactician that you <laughs> was nothing nothing in the organization setting i i agree man like just like how you're my pat bev at home where i can't eat snacks in the house like we we need that <laughs> we, we like i just if i see you not eating oreos then i shouldn't eat oreos you know like just is i agree i think i think it'll be interesting to see what they are i mean Obviously, dude, they have championship DNA. If they can stay healthy, there should be a contender in some regard. We'll see what happens. And but my question to you is, who do, yeah. you, who do you think is like, do you think do you think the Lakers are going to make the playoffs and not the play-in? Like, basically, give me your top six teams in the West. Okay, yeah, I'll give you my breakdown. And so so on, pa- on paper, I think you're, you're grossly underestimating the loss of the great Juan Toscano Anderson from the Warriors and Gary Payton... <laughs> the third or the second hey so, what, what team is Juan Toscano on now the Lakers baby there we the go Lakers um so so I mean yes so, so I think the Warriors will be there I just it's one of those things now that I'm getting to the point where I try to rationalize how they're going to take a step back because I want them to take a step back it's like what I've been doing with Tom Brady all these years and inevitably he comes up on top and then I just like go go to bed sad that yet again Tom Brady somehow has done it and then to the point that now I'm just like all right yeah he's the goat I can't argue it anymore uh, I gave I gave a good fight for a long time so that's where I'm at with the Warriors dynasty now I think it's a little bit me hoping that they falter take a step back and someone else can rise into that spot but with all that being said I think they're still up there but on paper I still think the Clippers if healthy big caveat they should they should project to be the best team in the West. I don't know if record wise they'll make that just because everyone's gonna be load managing like crazy on the Clippers. But as far as where they should end up, great coaching. You have Ty Lu, one of the best coaches in the game. Kawhi, if he's actually healthy, Paul George, who's I feel like leveling up his game over the years, um, and and a great uh, ancillary pieces around them. So. I think they should end up as the best team in the West and should probably finally end up in the finals, but they are the Clippers and we know that's not going to happen. Something will go wrong. It's a cursed franchise. So that's what I think should happen. Then I got to go number two. I think it should be the Nuggets. I think the Nuggets just on paper have so much talent. They are so versatile. Everyone's like 6'10 or it's Jamal Murray who could do so much on the court. So just looking at that team if they're not going to make it big this year it's just never going to work um it'll just be kind of a utah situation where you're like all right what are we even doing here and so this better be their year to really put themselves over the top mike malone's a great coach it's got to be this year or no year for them then i think you put the warriors in just looking ahead i think they're probably the third best team on paper to me uh, they're getting a little bit older. I'm worried about injuries. I don't know how much they can sustain the play. Everyone else in the league, I feel like, is catching up to their play. Yes, they don't have Steph and Clay, but they do have so many young, ta- so much young talent in the NBA that can do their that can do its best to mimic what they can bring to the game in terms of three pointers, spreading the floor, things of that nature. Then number four, I actually think there's a pretty strong case to be made for. The Pelicans, I could really regret this down the line, but I'm really feeling this Zion revenge season. He looks 
in shape and that was the only knock on him and when he was a rookie he was he was moving people like it was nothing and that was with being a little bit out of shape so i can only imagine how he will play now i love their coach as well um and then with the addition and he was also a first year coach as well he did a great job and then now as you integrate zion back in you have cj who i think is a great leader and then you have people like BI who are just going to put up buckets. You just have a good team. Um, and then you have Grand Theft Auto there too to mess with people and be the crazy guy, quote unquote. So I really like what they're building and it could be an exciting four seed. So me putting those as the top four means like some, t- some teams are kind of tanking a little bit. I think the Suns are not even going to be five. I think the, the Grizzlies will probably be five. I think they'll take a step back, but still make it to that spot where they're jostling for four and five and they end up five. And then you got to put for, in my eyes, the Lakers at six. I think they'll do a little bit better than people think. Um, but I think they'll still just kind of tread water until the playoffs and they'll, they're going to have some injuries that hold them back. And then I put the Suns at seven. So Suns, I think take a huge step back just the, with the amount of issues in terms of chemistry they have, and in terms of injuries, probably that they're going to have just with Chris Paul being a big focal piece and being a little bit older. Now they don't have Jay Crowder, who I think was a huge part of their team. He fit that crazy leader sort of prototype. And then at eight, I'm going to say the Dallas Mavericks. So I'm not that high on the Mavericks because I just, I, I think that, I think the loss of, your boy, Jay, or my boy, Jalen Brunson, is going to be pretty huge. I think having that guard play is is very important, especially in the West. I don't know if, if Dinwiddie can fill that spot to the fullest potential, then great. The jury's still out on Christian Wood. This is the one I feel most uncertain about. I could totally see the Mavericks having a great year and, and really moving up the rankings and ending as like a three to four seed. But I just feel like the way it's going to... I think it's setting up for a little bit of disappointment. And this is coming off of two years of predicting Luca would be MVP and being disappointed by slow starts and for whatever reason. So I'm trying to get a reverse strategy now, uh, picking him to be eight seed and disappointing me and seeing if Luca will now kind of rise to the throne uh, that I, I've always kind of thought he, he will be eventually. And, and I think he needs more help, right? Like, it's not a knock yeah. on him. I, I think he's one of the best players in the league. I love that guy. But it, you like, don't give him the, some hot takes, ad, man. You don't give him the adequate help. What are you going to do? And now that I'm hearing myself talk aloud, I realize I left the Timberwolves out. So I guess they'll be number nine. Uh, so they'll be in the play-in situation. And I'll throw the Kings in at 10. And who else <laughs> am I missing? Is there anyone else? Let's see, uh, what about the Blazers with Dame? Okay, I'll throw them in a... 11 i'll throw the king no the king's at 11 like, blazers at 10 and that's it that's the play. <laughs> i got the spurs you got the rockets now spurs are done rockets are are nowhere thunder are nowhere i think that's pretty fair as far as the top 11 go um i don't think i'm missing anyone interesting takes out, man. Those, outlandish those are hot takes those are hot takes I think, okay i think they're kind of like lukewarm you think they're hot no i I mean, you just picked like 
the team that made the Western Conference Finals to go all the way down to the eight seed, you'd pick the team with the best seven, record seven. in the NBA to go down to the seven seed. Those are hot takes, true. man. True, true, true. Those well, are interesting. To... I did not expect that to come out of your mouth, if I'm being honest. We'll we'll see if they those pan really out. What do you think? What do you think? Oh, oh! If I were to just, I'll, I'll go real quick through it. Um, yeah. Uh, one seed, I think, will probably still be like the Suns or the Nuggets or something. I don't know. Record wise, I don't really know. Like, but basically, I think top six in any order: Warriors, Grizzlies, Nuggets, Mavericks, Clippers, and then give or take Lakers, and then basically Lakers or Pelicans, and then T Wolves. Then I don't care about the rest. But if okay. the Kings make the playoffs, wow. I think they'll be in the play-in. I think the so well, they better they better be. They freaking got oh, they, who they get Keegan Murray. I think he'll be good. I think Keegan Murray is gonna be a good pickup. I think but he'll I, be good. I think yeah. I think uh, Fox, from what I've heard, like Fox is really working on stuff this offseason. I think Devontis, if he's healthy, they have a pretty lethal combo. I could see them being pretty solid. Um, but yeah, but like, takes, I mean, interesting. I mean, but, I, I, but I like I think, those takes. I think the the thing, I guess the 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 hotness of the takes is just a product of how, in my eyes, how wide open the West is. Like, it's gonna be yeah a cluster with between one through like seven or eight, all the way through eight maybe. Like, I don't, I really don't think there's gonna be that much separation between the teams this year. It kind of feels like what's mm-hmm. happening with the Big Twelve right now, where everyone's. Two and two. Yes, Kansas and TC are undefeated, what but everyone else is just like two and two right now. Huh? Everyone two and two. UT is two and two. UT Kansas is three and, and two. Three. And everyone's everyone's like three and two. There's a bunch of like two lost teams. Um, so it's kind of like any. It, it's just up for the taking, and I kind of feel like that's where the West is right now. Uh, but if if I'm wrong about the Mavericks, I'll be the first one to come on here and say that I was completely wrong about him. But I just don't think he has enough help, especially I, in a I, relatively I'm tough conference. You put the Suns at the seven or eight seed. That's pretty low. I it's interesting. We'll see. Let's talk about. Let's flip it back to the East real quick, and then we'll kind of wrap up. Um, but yeah. it's been great, man. It's been it's been kind of nice to talk to you again. For all that, it's been all very you guys nice. Don't know, Ruthvik just like didn't talk to me for the last six months. He well, it wasn't me, man. It was the schedule. Months, man. Talk about long distance breakup. Six months. Oh, yeah, man. he was like, "Oh, do I'm in Lubbock?" Yeah. <laughs> All right. So the quick, the quick hitters. You mentioned Jalen Brunson. He's on the Knicks. Uh, is that franchise finally turned something into a playoff team, or there's going to be typical Knicks? Quick. Typical Knicks. Bang. Okay. Typical Knicks, on the Hawks. Typical. But typical Knicks, like they'll they'll be like a five six seed. They'll do some fun stuff in the playoffs, but they're not going to do anything. Hawks, right. I like. Jonathan Murray to the Hawks. Does that? I like do it. We see, do we see Trey Young in the Eastern Conference Finals again? No, but I like it. Okay. Just because the, the Hawks, East is so good. Do the Hawks finish higher than the Nets? Ooh. Yes. Surprise team in the East who makes the playoffs and no one expects them to. Yeah, that's a tough one. Let me go with. Do you have one? I'm kind of struggling. I have the one well, that comes to my head is Le- Lamelo Ball because I want to see him there, 
but I don't think bro, they'll actually oh, make dude, it. Oh, that, dude, that happened recently. Leangelo's a yeah. Hornet, officially. I, exactly. You going to go Hornets? I, that's the only team that's coming to my head right now. Like I think the Wizards are off. The Magic are garbage. Um, Mark I don't know if said I'm, they could be the one seed or something like that. Markel's hurt again, right? He says some foolish. He says something foolish. He's like, "Oh, we can be like a top five seed or something." What about you? What about maybe? okay? This is. I think this. I don't think it's gonna I mean, happen, dude. The Magic, but you were really. Magic high do have a lot team. of talent. Who? Yeah. Who? They had the they Magic. Had Paolo. They have Franz. Yeah. Cole Anthony. Okay. Okay, yeah, I'll say magic. I'll say magic. They have a lot of talent. We'll see what I the thought you were going to say the Detroit Pistons. You're so high in their draft. I like their draft, but I don't think they're ready yet to make yeah. a leap. That's fair. All right. But I think a lot of most of the East is just going to repeat from last year. Yeah, and then the Cavs will probably take a step up, right? Yeah, but like as far as like the teams that are in there, I think it'll just kind of be a repeat. We're done it. East. All right, and then last thing about the East, because we, we talked a lot about the West. What comes of the 76ers, the Houston Rockets reboot 2.0 with Joel Embiid? Regular season, best team in the East. Ooh. Regular season Warriors, huh? Yeah, and, and uh-huh. I think I think if any year it's going to work, it'll be this year. I think Harden's focused. He seems healthier. Um, he seems really in good shape right now. I could see this being, if it doesn't work this year, and I think a big part of my me thinking that having some pretty high hopes for him is them getting P.J. Tucker, stealing P.J. Tucker from my heat. I think that's a huge pickup, what he brings to a locker room. And even play-wise, like he can really lock up people and sacrifice himself for the betterment of the team. I really like that team. Where do the heat land? I kind of feel like it'll be a little bit of a step back. I think it'll be like a probably like a five seed, four or five. Dude, the East is tough, man. Yeah, the Raptors are decent like, too, right? I don't unless know. like injuries happen, like they're not going to be better than the Bucks, Sixers. They just lost people. They didn't really gain anyone, um, and and they don't really have anyone that can take a giant. Lead. I mean, Tyler could be a even better offensive player, but. Yeah, but I don't know if Oladipo is is his like physically is capable of withstanding that beating, like he did it in spurts last year. But I mean, we know just from working with patients how difficult of an injury he's coming back from, and the prognosis of that is not great. Yes, he's the cream of the crop athlete, and maybe he can overcome those odds, but you're just going to have so many lingering issues related to that. Even if you can overcome that specific issue, other things are going to come about around that knee. So hopefully I'm hoping he, he, he really continues that uh, climb back, but I'm cautiously optimistic, I would say, but I'd probably peg him as like a four seed right now. Okay. Okay. This will be an interesting year. Uh, I don't know how, I don't know how much longer I, Jimmy can I think like, this, do what this, he's doing. Yeah. Like, I mean, he's gonna cut your carry him to the championship. Yeah, exactly. I feel like it's I mean, really I love Jimmy Butler, but that man looks like a the predator. Yeah, but I will say though, you can never count out Pat Riley. You never know yeah. when he's gonna make a big move sure. um, that'll really shake up the league, shake up the team. 
And if he sees that things aren't working, he's going to be the first to pull the trigger on something like that. Dude, you know what we forgot to talk about when we were, we were just shaming the Celtics, which I love, but Malcolm Brogdon's a Celtic. Oh, that's right. I totally forgot about that. I mean, dude, but like, again, I guess what, what are we going to, I, so I still, for me personally, I still think they will be like a top three team. I think it'll be Sixers, Bucks, Celtics, whatever okay. order. I think Celtics will be the best team. And then the Heat will be like four. Um, and then you'll kind of just have other teams file out. Oh, and I'm forgetting about the Cavs. And the Nets. Oof. Dude, all of a sudden the East has become the beast, man. Yeah, you're right. Okay, I'm going to have to take that back. I think Sixers, Bucks, Cavs are the top three seeds. Celtics probably four. Heat five. We get another Heat Celtics series. That should be fun. Then at seven uh at six you're gonna have um we just talked about them the nets and then the rest of them you're just gonna fill out maybe you'll have the Knicks. magic you'll have the magic exactly yeah the east is, the east is looking the, the rough, east is man. pretty stacked now it's it's cutting it's finally it's taking like 15 years longer yeah, yeah probably man. longer man it's so, like, I mean, we talked about, we talked a lot, a lot insane. of different things. So this is, this is really good to catch up about the East, the West, big changes, some hot topic, hot gossip issues as well. Um, so it was, it was a good recap uh, for the last couple of months, of what, what all we missed. But I guess looking forward, we want to first, one thing we have on our horizons is we want to do a live kind of reaction to the Redeem team. We'll see if that is We'll we'll try it out. We'll see how it goes. Um, but we're hoping to deliver that, and then maybe try to release an episode. Go back to release an episode every week, even though we're long distance. We'll try to make long distance work. Get our weekly Riverside shout out uh, video call and podcast going and on. Shout out to Riverside uh, program we just found today. Exactly. We'll give the content to our to our um, subscribers. Yeah, well, yeah. Thank you all for listening, man. I know it's been a long hiatus. We miss you. We love you. Uh, I think another cool thing to do, Ruth Vick, before the season starts, which is coming. NBA season's coming. We can do a little preview game, preview little show, MVP awards, and see see if Ruth yeah. picks Luka Doncic for the third year in a row. We'll see. Wait, Samir, before we sign out, you have the screenshot of what we picked last year, right? I do. Okay. We were way off. <laughs> so let, let's save it for that episode. I, I love that idea. We'll we'll talk about kind of how we did last year, and then we'll go into our picks for this year. I think that's a great idea. We got two weeks. All right. We'll make it happen. That sounds good to me. All right, then. Yeah. Well, was, we'll thanks, make it happen. Thanks for we'll everyone see, we'll for see listening. We'll see, man. We're glad to finally release an episode, months in the making, and we hope to not be on such a long hiatus going forward. Back to our yeah, weekly sorry scheduled programming. We won't let our relationship struggles get in the middle of the podcast anymore. <laughs> exactly. Anything right. for the pod. Peace out. Smash that like button. Subscribe. Subscribe.